Hey, metalheads, beer drinkers, and bullshitters, I'm Sean. I'm Juan. And we're here with a super special guest today. Uh, if you haven't heard of it yet, I suggest you check it out. There's a, a new streaming service called Thunderflix. Thunderflix. And it is right up our alley for for all metalheads. And fortunately, we got a hold of the man behind it all, Mr. Samuel Duick. How are you today, Mr. Yes. <laughs> Hi, how are you guys? Uh, excellent. Um, let's jump right into it. Tell us about it. Like what? What's what was the impetus behind Thunderflix? Yeah, uh, well, um, where to start, dude? Uh, I am a huge metalhead. I'm sure you know, as everyone in the industry is. Uh, you know, I, I grew up listening to, to metal music, and I always, you know, this is my life. But uh, I've been working in the film industry for the last, I don't know, 16, 17 years. And um, at some point, I remember when we had our second child, my wife was breastfeeding in the bed, and I was awake with my iPad. And I was just trying to watch a concert in my iPad, and I saw, okay, I have Netflix, I have HBO, I have Amazon. But, okay, I have YouTube. Let's go to YouTube and check a concert. And it took me, like, 10 minutes to watch something I wanted to watch. And it was constantly caught by advertising or the quality was wrong or it was just not the, you know, you search for something and then you see hundreds of people post on it. So I was um, a bit like, why can't I just press a button like I'm pressing Thunderflix, sorry, Netflix, but, you know, and then that's it. It was like the, the cartoon light bulb thing that went into my head. That was like four or five years ago. So I'm like, oh my God, we should do a, a platform. We should do like a Netflix, but for heavy metal. And then, you know, one idea um, started transforming into emails and calls and trying to locate people from the metal industry, which wasn't easy because I, as I said, I come from the film industry. So I really could talk with a lot of producers, directors, actors, and it takes me a day to connect with a lot of people. But, you know, asked me to connect with the label manager of Nuclear Plus. I had no clue. I had to, you know, to take weeks. And little by little, you start connecting and putting the pieces together. And, you know, and then there's a... So that, that, that was how the idea came about, pretty much. Oh, that, that's awesome. I mean, I mean, for those of us that are old enough to remember Headbangers Ball on MTV when MTV still played music, I mean, that's... <laughs> Basically, what you have is you've made a concentrated headbangers ball where we can now go and choose what we want to listen to, which is which is pretty awesome. And I mean, I can't believe like it took this long for someone to to do it. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, it's not easy. And a lot of people, when I started talking, they said, "No, you'll never do it. It's impossible." You know, there's all these labels and there's all these things and I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to continue trying until I cannot. And then, you know, I have proved a few, uh, a few people wrong and, you know, the labels are happy because we're, you know, as I said, I'm a metalhead. I want this to be successful for us and for the industry. I want to be able to grow this where we can get a lot of money going back into the labels and the bands and, um, I want this to, you know, do very well for, for everyone in the in the metal community, for fans to enjoy it, for us to create content and for bands and labels to make money and, and, and continue shooting concerts and documentaries. Did you, like, so, I mean, the passion in that shows. I mean, you've, 
what it launched what earlier this year correct like right around april march april it was actually yeah march 31st march 31st yeah. i mean and the the passion into it shows immediately just the content you you released from the beginning shows that you know coming out of the gate it's strong like like you're not fucking around like it's it's you're coming for it you know so it, it's really <laughs> it's really cool like it's definitely a you can tell a metalhead did it um uh is there yeah have you so far is there anything that you've been trying to get that you haven't that you're disappointed by or has it been going pretty smooth have you gone you know full steam ahead and everyone's jumped on board well um thank you for that for uh, and of course you know this the whole thing everyone who's helping me is a metalhead like the marketing people graphic designers everyone who does anything i i only want to work with metalheads because if not, then, you know, I don't need a, an accountant or someone who doesn't like metal to put his hands in this. This is a, a metal project, and it should stay like that. Um, you know, we are doing very well. As you said, we launched very strong with metal, and pure metal. And But when we started, we had like 150 videos. Now we have more than 600. So uh, it's amazing. A lot of people, the first complaining is like, oh, this is, it's, it's a great idea, but not enough content. I'm like, look, wait and see. And then, you know, every Friday, it's release day. So every Friday, we've been able to release two to four new titles. And uh, the, 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 one of the first labels I wanted to do big things was Nepal Records. And now we have most of Nepal catalog. And now Nuclear Blast is coming. That's a, a more of an exclusive to you guys because I haven't told, but we have 50 titles from uh nuclear blast coming on december everything from demi borgir and nightwish and tons of stuff um you know slayer a lot of stuff is gonna come from from nuclear blast and you know other labels that i really want to work with uh, for example metal blade i i'm speaking with them they love thunderflick but you know they they're they're still very busy do with other things but little by little i'm sure they'll get to it uh, Century Media is owned by Sony, so that's another monster. Uh, we're dealing with Sony. Sony now is like, okay, you know, so we are getting there. So little by little, I'm sure everyone is going to be there because once they see money coming into every label, then every label wants, you know, to also have money. And so that's why I'm pretty sure everyone is going to end up coming in. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, that's awesome. I mean, the pedigree of, of labels that you're suggesting i mean that's pretty much everything most of us listen to <laughs> no and it's great that you started off like in the beginning you still have incredible labels and incredible videos and bands and things coming into it and so it's only going to grow right. from there so that's awesome that you've started off in the right foot um I, and, yeah. and it and Thanks. it's i i personally think it's it's very inexpensive i think it's great it's obtainable to anybody which is incredible on top of it. I yeah, we wanted to, to keep it like that, you know? I know people are paying for like $15 for Netflix now or 16 for HBO or whatnot. And I think our, our number matches what like an, an each service should charge. Mm. And it's also pretty metal, so. No, oh, I love it. I love that it's six hundred the $6.66 or $66.60. It's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's great. <laughs> I mean, you hit the nail right on the head with that. I mean, that's that alone will probably bring in tens of thousands of people. But as it gets I better, so. I, I would not have an issue, you know, 
paying a little bit more for it. I pay a lot more, like you said, I pay a lot more for less content on other platforms. So this is a great platform, and uh, I, I appreciate that you've you've brought this to to the people. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, I mean, really, I mean, it's it's. I mean, you hit again. You hit the nail right on the head. I mean, it's a niche that a lot of us have been looking for for a hell of a long time that no one put together in one place. Like, it's really crazy to me that no one thought to do it before this. But I'm glad that they didn't and. You did it the way you did. Well, yeah, I guess, you know, um, it, it helps that I, I am a metalhead that's coming from the film world because I understand film sales and and licensing for films and stuff. So, you know, even though people in the music industry do not understand the film world, you know, and they, they understand music and they know how to sell to Spotify and iTunes, but then this is not only music, it's concerts. So, it, it, it was a bit of a gray area and it still is for a few labels. They're still not sure how to navigate and there's some very old content that they don't know if they have the rights or the bands have the rights. So, like, for example, there's been a lot of, um, like, we just released Syrian, uh, three of their albums, and this is because the guy from Syrian was able to regain the rights. So uh, that's me talking directly with the band. And saying, look, let's do something fun here. And then we, we got the albums. And not only did we get, you know, the, the content, but we were able to enhance them in 4K, which I think is pretty cool because if you put the DVD, it's going to look, you know, DVD-ish, which is fine sometimes. We have a lot of stuff like that. But how cool to be able to see something that once you had on DVD, but now it's like you're having an upgrade as a Blu-ray, but it's, it's on Thunderflix. So... It's, it's a combination of dealing with labels and dealing with bands and uh, getting the, the right content. At least, you know, content that I love as a metalhead. I, I, I'm sure I'm missing a lot of content. And I know, you know, metal is huge, right? There's so many subgenres. I mean, I don't know how many ones with, that finish with core either nowadays. Deathcore, metalcore, mathcore, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, you know, we, we want all of them. I mean, I think we, we need to, we have a, a line that I don't want to cross. I, I'm, I'm not really into getting punk there or hardcore stuff like that. I, I'm really into metal, you know, pretty much if it played at Wacken or if it played at Hellfest or if it played, you know, and like Milwaukee Fest that they just released the lineup, something like that, then, then that's metal. That's, that's where we are. Well, I mean, that's a very good guideline. I mean, I mean, and, Again, you have some of the best guidelines to go by with Bloodstock and Vakken and you know mm. Milwaukee Metal Fest and Maryland Death Fest. I mean, yes. I think just alone using those as guidelines, you'd have enough content to, I mean, to fill years worth of viewing. Now, now speaking of these festivals, are you yeah. thinking of going to these festivals to actually like get a booth or advertise or some kind of a promotional thing for your yeah. channel? So we actually did it in August. We went to Bloodstock in England. And we had a booth, and it was amazing. We yeah. had um, two, you know, LED screens, and people were watching. And, you know, we had uh, the whole spiel uh, ready. And it, it's crazy because there was so much we can talk about it. It's like, you know, imagine you're coming back from work, and instead of turning on Netflix and taking 20 minutes to find that there's only shit to watch, you can... <laughs> open Thunderflix and they're like, what's this? 
oh, oh, and then like you see all these concerts and documentaries and all this heavy metal. Oh, wow. And look, everything is licensed. Everything is uh, coming straight from the labels or the bands. We're paying them much more than what a YouTube would pay. Everything is HD. There's no advertising. And, you know, it got 666 a month. So, and then they're like, whoa, that sounds awesome. It's like, and look, you can get it on your iOS or, or Roku or Amazon Fire. So there was just so much we can talk. And then you're like all day for four days talking, talking, talking about it. It, it, it gets a bit, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's a lot of work. So it's funny because we were, um, they gave us the booth right in between the main stage and the backstage area. And there's like an area where the booth starts and we were the first booth. So we, we were just in and out of the backstage and it was great because we we printed like, you know, 200 uh, Thunder Freaks t-shirts and I gave them to the guys of Meshuga and In Flames and, and Abbas and uh, uh, it, it was just like, oh my God, Megadeth is playing. Oh wait, but I'm working. So it's like work and then there's like concerts and I'm still like in that, uh, you know, I'm not jaded because it's just the, the less than a year that we've been doing this. So for me to do work and be in a festival of this magnitude, it was pretty amazing. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. And they're, I mean, I know they're pretty rabid. Like my, so my wife is from the UK and my niece goes to Bloodstock every year. And she always talks about how, Ooh. I mean, it, they, it's like a pilgrimage for people over there. I mean, so that's pretty amazing that, that you guys could set up there and really make an impact. And well, what better place to sell anything? I mean, you're not going to be a vegan market, you know, company and then sell your vegan stuff to uh, a meat festival. But if you go to a <laughs> vegetable festival and a vegan festival, you're going to hit all those people that are into that same thing. So when you go to these metal fests, of course, it's going to be incredibly awesome. That's perfect. That's, I mean, that's like hitting that's the market the, for your market. Yeah, you that's the, the best base to spread out from for yeah. sure. Yeah. So and I hope you make so it out many, to, uh, so, I hope you make it yeah. out to like, um, Maryland Death Fest and all these festivals here because people need to yeah, see this. Yeah, so I, I, we would love to. We would love to. We, you know, it's a wait and see type of situation. See how we grow and how much money we have to sponsor these events. I think after a blood test, we sponsored the one here in LA. They did the metal injection. They had a machine head and they had a few cool uh, testament and other cool bands. And we also had a booth and that was pretty cool as well. And uh, I'm talking now with, you know, uh, all these other festivals. There's Alcatraz in, in Belgium, and there's uh, Rock Imperium in Spain, and there's Summer Breeze in Brazil, Summer Breeze in Germany. I'm talking this morning with the people from Inferno in Norway. And Inferno is not only a, a music festival, but it's also like a conference. So for yeah. apparently two or three days before the, the festival, they have all these labels and managers and owners and programmers of music festivals that they get together and they, you know, they, they, they talk about new trends and stuff that is coming out in the industry. So I think it's important for us to also be there and promote Thunderflix and at the same time, you know, get to meet all these people. Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Inferno, I think Inferno would, I mean, you know, in a level of like, like class of like, you know, music festivals, Inferno is probably one of the top ones, I would say, wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, their programming is top-notch, 100%. It's not on the size of Hellfest, where they get like 60,000 people. I think, you know, Inferno would be in the a few thousands, like four, five, ten thousand 10,000 at the most. I'm, I, I don't know. But it's not like a massive Hellfest of 80,000 people. 
Yeah, right. So, so is your I, European market like a lot more like of a of a larger draw for your channel? You know what? That's a great question. I don't know. Um, I think as a fan, I gravitate more towards European bands. So like my favorite bands are Opeth and Gojira and Amorphis mm-hmm. and Blind Guardian. You know, when it comes to American bands, I listen to Camelot and Dream Theater, Between the Buried and Me, uh, Lamb of God, I love. But I, I'm not very well versed into, like, there's so many metal bands that come from USA and I'm, I'm just not, uh, not on top of them. So yeah. I don't know why. No, no, I, I, I agree. I think Europe has a great metal, like, strong front. I don't, I don't know what to call it, but, like, you know, a lot of the bands and a lot of the people, because at the end of the day, it's, like, your market. So I just wondered if, like, yeah. the market for the people that are, you know, into metal and into the station and, and in, into your channel, like, what the market right. is like in Europe versus, like, any other country, because I, I would assume Ooh. that European market for metal is a lot stronger. I mean... In South America, right. I would yeah. think South America is pretty. Not that it makes the United crazy. States yeah. market weaker. It's just there's just a lot more verse. People are into it a little bit more, I think, there than they are here. Like we're more well, of the, a the, the, pop. Culture. I can tell you, I, I can tell you out of our subscribers, fifty percent is from USA, but the other fifty is very well divided between Brazil, Spain, Mexico, Germany, Norway, Sweden. We have, you know, now we have people in Japan, in Australia, everywhere, everywhere. So That's it's, awesome. It's, good. It's, it's awesome to see that. Yeah. And But yeah, USA is still half of our audience. And so, yeah. I mean, I mean, as a metalhead, that's really encouraging. I mean, you're not even a year into this yet and you're, you've gone that far. I mean, it's great. I can't wait to see where you guys are heading in the future. Yeah. I found you, you through, I found you through Instagram. I just had an ad pop up on my Instagram account and I clicked okay. on it and I was like, holy fuck, dude. And I subscribed right away for the year. And I'm like, <laughs> I send a message to Sean. I'm like, dude, check this fucking channel out. And a couple minutes later, he's like, holy shit, I want this channel. And then he's like, I need to get a hold of this gentleman. Yeah. And here we are today. So I appreciate it. And awesome. thank you so much for both coming yeah. on the channel thank and uh, for putting on your channel. It's, it's incredible. Yeah, well, I, I appreciate uh, that you called me. And, uh, of course, very, uh, very happy to hear you. You like what, uh, you know, what the sound effects is. Because as a metalhead, I love it. So it's good to, to, to know that I other metalheads like myself that, that love it. And that's just pretty cool. And, yeah, I mean, talking about the future of this, there's so much we want to do. There's uh, We want to do our own content. There's so many series and concerts and documentaries and shows we want to produce, but we need to wait a little bit until we are a bit more solvent and, and have the financial aspects to, to do stuff like that. But there are already two things in pre-production. So in the oven, they are written, they are ready to roll. So we just need to, you know, have a green light and then we'll be able to start uh, building our own content. And then, you know, hopefully in five years, there'll be like 10, 20 new content things coming exclusive to Thunderflix. So, then you know we will will be the the studio the you know heavy metal studio in making all these films and and documentaries and and TV series based in metal. That's oh, that, awesome. That's great. I mean, that's I mean, honestly, that's 
you're doing a lot of what we started the podcast for. We were really interested in all the things that happened behind the scenes. I mean, we've been pretty fortunate to talk to some people that put on smaller festivals and it, it's, it's cool for the fans to see the things behind the scenes as well. And, and it, it, it looks like you're heading that direction as well as, I mean, given just the full content, not just the music, but what goes into it, you know, what makes it tick and what makes it work. Mm. Right. And it would be great to see like documentaries based on like from, you know, like my point of view, being as a, as a person showing up to these shows for the first time, for people that can't go to Europe and go to all these tours, it'd be nice to see a documentary on like what it's like to go to this festival for the weekend as a person showing up versus like somebody behind the scenes all the time. Like it's just a nice way to show what's what the scene's like from a normal person's eyes, I guess. I don't, I don't know how to word it, but. You know, that's a good idea. It's just good to like get a feel of like you know you connect with the people that are actually showing up. Everybody does a documentary on like interviewing the bands and talking what it's like to be on on tour, and that's great. I, I love all that as well. But nobody ever does documentaries on like what it's like to right. show up there and you know what it's really like to be in the trenches with everybody and like this is what we feel as as a as a patron showing the excitement up and, getting ready yeah, to go dude, to like, a festival that's and, incredible like i would love to see what these shows are like that i can't get to in europe you know that i would never go to um right i i think those are incredible moments that other people get to experience and we don't you know we as the people that can't go not we as in us here you know i saw something not long ago about a guy who, uh, who goes to a heavy metal festival in India. Oh, wow. That, that was very interesting. I, I really appreciate it because it's, uh, you know, you wouldn't think in India they have a heavy metal festival. or But it, it's interesting to see the fans and to see the story of this guy that gets to India to, to go watch this uh yeah, it's called Pure Mayhem, I think. Oh, that's awesome. I, I'll, I'll send you the, the link later. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting thing to see this uh, this little, you know, it's not a full documentary. It's more like a YouTuber doing a video. So I, I, I would definitely appreciate it more cinematic story and, and more like you're saying something, you know, well produced to, to, to have a whole film about these experiences, to, you know, someone that goes to Wacken or Hellfest or or Bloodstock, but uh, there's something with the India one. I'll send you the link later because it's pretty pretty cool to watch. I mean, it's... Do you have any ideas for, for films like that? Because, I mean, you have... I mean, a unique perspective being that you do films and you've put on the... the what is it? Ola Mexico? The, the, the Mexican yes. Film Festival in L.A.? I mean, yes. you bring a pretty unique perspective to the whole... to the whole situation in general like it's i'm excited to see where where it goes i mean do you have any ideas for things like that i mean as i said there's two things that are already pretty much ready to go and there's all these other things that are you know coming all the time and uh, i think we we really need to push this too out and i'm sure you know more things will, will come by at different times but uh for now, we're concentrated on these two stories, these two films we want to do. Well, one, one, one is a documentary, and the other one is a film. So there's two things, and then we have a series too. But the series is not yet pre-production. It's 
just uh, an idea that I really want to do, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. You know, I, mean, I, I, I don't want to. Um, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't give too much. No, away. no, that's awesome. <laughs> we need a series where somebody yeah. goes to all the tours around the world and shows the world what what metal is around the world. You know, kind of like how these people go around and they cook and they find like all these like food places and they go to this town and they show you what's great here and they go to this other town and they cook and they do whatever. We need a metal show, bro, like that, where you cruise around the world and you show the people what metal is everywhere. I would watch that. I know there's probably a ton of people that would watch it. I think it's incredible. Oh, yeah. Nobody has it, so we need it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, somebody cruises around to the Malaysian grindcore scene. Yeah, then, all of it. Then they cruise into the Taiwanese black metal scene. There we then, are at this burnt church. It used to be standing up, but now it isn't. <laughs> and Japan. Someone needs to go to Japan. Yeah. It, we, we have a few things with Japan. There's like the Aerosmith tour. It's not really that much of a, you know, it's it bands like Aerosmith that are like very good friends to metal without being metal. Um but there's, there's, there's a few, there's a, one documentary we have about uh, a band playing in Japan. Let me tell you which one is it. And you get to see the fans and stuff. And it's very interesting because you see how bands go there. That, you know, since we bought CDs, there was always this uh, thing about uh, buying the CDs from Japan because they had the bonus tracks and they were better packaging and stuff. So always Japan had this thing. And so it's called Today is the Day Live in Japan. Nice. Hmm. It's, a, it's a documentary. It's on Netflix now. It's a trip down. I'm going to read it. Take a psychotropic trip down memory lane with Today is the Day. Frontman Steve Austin, as he recalls, hanging with Slayer. Joey Jordison of Slipknot and this Fist, the legendary Japanese metal festival, oh, featuring backstage footage and remastered license. Oh, I'm oh, that's watch awesome. that tonight, bro. I'm gonna definitely watch it tonight. That's that's incredible. So yeah, that's uh, that's a cool little documentary uh, concert that uh, we have about Japan. That's do you yeah. uh, now uh, now kind of aside but related? Are you into vinyl at all? Oh yeah, very you, very heavily. You, so you're a vinyl nut too. Yes, that's yes. awesome. I have I have a, I have a, an, an Instagram channel dedicated to to my vinyl collection. Oh, I have to find that. Yeah, yeah name called, it out so people can find you. It's called Heavy Latte. I want. So I, I I I do I do coffee. I make my latte and then I play my records and then I take a picture. And you can see the records with my coffee. And then you can see a bit of my collection there. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, I, I, I enjoy it a lot. I, I, I make coffee every day. That's my drink of choice. I do two or three. And then, you know, when I'm, I work from home, and mostly I'm alone while my kids are in school and my wife works away. So I, I, I turn up that, uh, that record all day long. That's awesome. It's, it, yeah. Is there any particular labels that you uh, or or record companies? And the reason I say record companies because I'm thinking of Nessie over in China. Um, oh, I have a few Nessies. Of course, I love them. They're pretty amazing, aren't they? Oh yeah. I mean, they they sound great. The packaging amazing, but they haven't released anything in the last few months. It's annoying. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah, but I, you know, 
Nothing great. Um, there's a there's a company no, called Blast Beats Vinyl that that releases a lot of their stuff, and they just yeah. recently they had a, a a pretty big release of stuff like test pressings and stuff that was out of print. Mm. What I'm thinking is, you know, sometimes when when I started to, when they started, they used to start on like Saturday morning LA time, and things would sell out in like five minutes, right? Oh yeah. And then, but then many things don't sell out. So I think is getting uh, the guy that started it was starting to keep a lot of them and saying, man, I'm starting to lose money if I don't sell all of them. So I think it's, it's wait, waiting to sell everything to, to, to release more things. There's uh, the last album of Insomnium, who, which is one of my favorite bands. I didn't buy in vinyl because I didn't like what Century Media put out. And I'm like, you know, Nessie has put out all the Insomnium albums. So I'm just going to wait to buy the, because I, I'm not a collector. In, why do I say this? Because I know some people would buy every single variant of every single album. And it's like, oh my God, that's amazing. But I, I don't want to, I, I listen to my records. I don't want to keep them in a box. And, and again, nothing against people who variant collect. I just think it's a lot of money to spend on one record when you could spend the same money and get like 15 different records, right? Yeah. Well, you love listening to it, so I get it. That's great. But yeah, I mean, uh, so, but yeah, again, uh, I didn't buy the insomnium waiting for the Nessie. So if the Nessie guy listens to this, please put out the, the last insomnium album on vinyl so I can buy it from Nessie. <laughs> and if not, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So what's your, what's your favorite genre of, of metal? <sighs> Great question. I mean, I think, ah, I don't know, man. I, I like melodic death metal again, like insomnium and omnium gather room and, Children of Bodom back in the day, but I, I I love progressive death metal like Between the Buried and Me and Haken and Dream Theater. Well, without the death metal, but progressive, I love that. And I I mean Halloween is one of my all time favorite bands and Blind Guardian and Gamma Ray and that guy. So I'm a sucker for power metal. Uh, but and I love symphonic metal like Epica and Therion. I'm a huge fan of those bands. Uh, and I, I mean I I love Amorphis and. Uh, I don't know. I, I I also like my black metal. I mean, I love Mayhem. I Every time they come to LA, I go see Mayhem and uh, Watine and Behemoth, at least early Behemoth, and Demi Borgir as well. And yeah, I don't know. That's sort of like... Uh, uh, but then there's a lot of things I listen to and I buy that it's hard to categorize. Like Valbard, uh, this uh, girl, and this band from, I think it's from England. They're awesome, but I don't know... If they're like post metal, if they're they're not black metal, they're it's just hard to 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 put a, a label on on many because I think metal has become so big and and so unique that the the mix of you know if you're not doing strictly black metal or power metal, how do you you know categorize them? and 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 it's become a problem because now that I'm like trying to organize my vinyls it's like okay i have i have my progressive metal section my black metal section my power you know but some albums i just don't know where to put them i know i i ran into that issue and i just started alphabetizing them i'm like fuck it it's just going in alphabetical order and it's just the way it's gonna be you guys are crazy bro i have like my metal section where I put all metal vinyls and it's like, they just keep going in until it fills up. And then the next section is metal. <laughs> like I never what, separate. What does, what does blind guardian have to do with like, uh, 
you know, behemoths. They, they, they just, they're, they're two monsters <laughs> totally separate. Like, I, I can't see them living next to each other. I know. It, it, Juan laughs at me for that same reason. If I'm looking right across at my collection now, yeah. and, and it's like Metallica, Misery Index, and right New Order. <laughs> it's like right in the middle of all that. It's yeah. like, I don't know. It's the alphabet. You know, I have I to just throw them all together. Them. I, I don't even like put them in categories. It's just metal in this section, metal in that section, and metal in that section. And you just keep going until there's no more metal. And then it's like, oh, my wife's little collection of like 70s. And it's like, oh, that's where that goes in, you know. But uh, but I don't have them in, in sections because it makes me one. It makes me as a, as a person. When I want to listen to something, I have to like go through all of it because I don't have it categorized. It's like how I, how I hang my shirts. Like my shirts are hung in my closet in colors, <laughs> not by like what they are. It's just like a color. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to wear a color today. But I have to go through all of them in that color to see which one I want to wear that's red or black or whatever color it is. So that's how I do my records. I never separate them. I just can't. It's just like, I don't know. I don't want to like put them in a section. That's, mm. that's just my thing. And where, where are you guys buying your records from? I get Everywhere. most of mine either from the bands when we go to shows or I get them online. Like okay. a lot a lot of Bandcamp. I buy a lot of stuff on Bandcamp. Oh, yeah. I love Bandcamp. Yep. yep. Yeah, I usually get my pre-orders from the band themselves. Like I do a lot of, I do a lot of pre-orders. Like they'll be like, oh, we're going to re, you know, pre-order whatever. It's going to come out. So, And half the time I forget that I order. So it's it's wonderful when like five months goes by to a year and it's like oh I got this in the mail I'm like holy shit I don't even remember ordering this. <laughs> I, I I I have to admit I made the mistake of buying double albums sometimes because I forget I buy them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, I've done that. For example, yeah, I have the the Meshuga album. I have it twice. The new album. I'm like, all right, well now we wanted to. I have an area with my closed albums that it's like for sale. So. I have a Discogs account, and then, you know, hopefully one day people will buy it from me, so I, I just leave all this stuff that I'm selling over there. No, I have three of the new, um, the newer um, Asphyx albums, and two of them are in white, and one of them is, like, a different color, and they all showed up. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Forgot <laughs> I, I ordered order all this shit already, so I'm like, okay. And Gojira. I have two Gojira albums of the, the newest one in two different colors, which I forgot that all right. I ordered. So, but... Yeah, you know, well, he, Juan, cool. Juan doesn't order them like that. He just wants one, but I order like variants depending on the band. I'll have like a bunch of different shit. Like, you know, Misery Index and Asfix are my two favorites. So I have like tons of, of different colors and shit from them. And but uh, so you would have you would have the same album of those two bands, like as many variants. Yes, I try to get as much as I can. Yeah, I'm not like that. I mainly like red. Like, if there's a red vinyl in whatever band mm, is in i'll buy that album instantly and but then i, I mean I, I, random. I don't do that for everybody it's just particular bands that i'll buy like variants like misery index and asfix um t total fucking destruction i'm not sure if you're familiar with them um no grindcore band it was are you familiar with brutal truth no nope. that's dan lilko from nuclear assault that was his grindcore band that, okay. he, that he did I after nuclear assault um Total fucking destruction is the drummer from Brutal Truth. That's his band after Brutal Truth. <laughs> so it's kind of like a okay. couple, couple degrees of separation from, from nuclear assault. But And they're from 
Philadelphia. Yeah, they're local. They're, so they're local they're, for us. So we're like, oh yeah, okay. separate, you know, uh, support. Yep. I mean, we. I, I, you know, I have an issue buying things at concerts. I like it because you support the band, but at the same time, I don't want to keep it in my hand while I'm trying to watch a concert. Oh, I know. And then yeah. I, I take such good care of my records that I'd be. I feel like my concert experience would be ruined because, like, okay, I can't put it here. I can't put it there. What if someone walks and hits it? And so that's no. that's my yeah. Those are those are the, the days. The those are the days that I stay in the back and get a drink and yes. watch the band. And hold my vinyl. That makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Very stressful. Yeah. Buying vinyl from the band. But that just makes you want to go see them again in the next tour that's near you, you know? So it's all right. It's all yeah. good. Yeah. So what, so you're, you're, you're LA based, correct? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I was born in Mexico city, but I've been living in LA for about 15 years now. 16. Nice. So what's the, 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 the best show you've seen lately? The best show I've seen lately. Hmm. That's a good question. And my memory. Sausage wall. I I mean the best thing I've seen lately, I think, would have been Meshuga at the Bloodstock. Oh nice. Meshuga have an amazing, amazing show. Like the lights and the music and the just the, the, the whole show was pretty pretty symbolic, pretty amazing. I, so I, I, I oh sorry go ahead no 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 I'm just saying I, I really love the sugar no I was gonna say I noticed you really seem to dig them um I haven't seen them Juan and I seen them one time back in the 90s mid 90s system of a down yeah it was with system of a down between Ozfest oh, dates cool. and they were really good incredible incredibly tight perfect band i mean them and system of a down it was a perfect yeah pair of a band you know pairing of bands okay um did yeah i mean I, i've never seen system of a down i i wouldn't mind watching it, it seems like they're such a like uh they, they don't do any new stuff anymore they just yeah. you know get together and play so it, it feels like more like a you know uh an event in a way mm. than a concert that's like a prolific band that makes albums and tours all the time but i, I definitely would, would love to go and see them they're, they're, I, don't, I don't i don't think they're the same now like i i don't think no i think their their magic died years and years ago so now they're just yeah. you know it's just a bunch of people trying to rebring the name back and trying to but it's not the same i, right. I hate to say that but yeah they're they're not well, that band. You, okay Meshuga is going up to the East Coast now. They're playing, I think, with the with In Flames. Yeah, that's a pretty good package. That's a good, that's too. A good package. Yeah, I would totally yeah. see that. So if you if you want to, if you can, go see Meshuga because their concert is absolutely mind blowing. I have to definitely check that out. Did you happen to catch yeah. the? I'm trying to think if it went West Coast. The Danzig Behemoth Twin Temple Midnight Tour. Did that come your no, way? I I. Probably, but I did not see them. Mm. No, no. Well, yesterday, I was going to go see Dragonforce yesterday, but I, I couldn't. So, Oh, nice. That sucks. It, yeah, it, it sucks missing shows. It really does. Yeah. But then, you know, we were, you know, when I was living in Mexico, there used to be one show every seven months in LA. And I'm sure in Philadelphia, too. You guys get shows like every week or every other month or Every other you know, day. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it, we miss yeah. we miss more shows than we can attend. Is really the the gist of it here. It's almost like overkill. Yeah, it's it's a yeah. good thing. And it's a I bad thing. Is Philadelphia like a, a big metal hub now? No, I think the the Decibel magazine is from Philadelphia too. Yep. 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 Yeah, they do the Decibel Beer and Metal Fest yep. in, at the Fillmore in Philadelphia, and they just announced yeah. all that. Yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. And then, of course, we're not too far from Baltimore, you know, for Maryland Death Fest. That's, I mean, that's just a little over an hour and 20 minutes from us as well. Right. So, I mean, it's... Those yeah. are one of my favorite death metal festivals is Baltimore. Any any death fest, really. Yeah. <laughs> like the one in, in Canada, the one in California. Yeah, those guys that like, put on the, the, the California... Well, I, I, I guess they're not doing California anymore, but... The, the same guys that do Maryland Death Fest had, had been doing a bunch of different ones. And yeah, they used to do California. They used to do uh, Holland, Quebec. Germany. And Scandinavian or whatever. Oh, yeah, Scandinavian. Yeah. So they, and they were all like great packages. And you can go to either all of them and see different bands. They didn't just like repeat the bands, which was, I thought was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. So you can go to Maryland Death Fest for four days and then go to, that was in May. So then July, I believe, is California. And that was a two-day concert. And then after that, it was Quebec. Yeah, Quebec. And, and Quebec kind of picked up a lot of those bands that didn't want to deal with getting a U.S. visa, so they would go to Canada. It was just a nice concert, so it was pretty cool. Mm. All right. You know, it, it's closer for us than... European tours, which I would love to go to. Yeah, you, you guys need to get to uh, you know, the European festival. Yeah, I would. Lo- I, I would love to, bro. I would love to. Which I mean, again, Thunderflix, it brings that to you. You yeah. don't have to go. Like if you can't, like right there, it is. Yeah, but I'd love to go and then watch it on Thunderflix. You know what I mean? <laughs> look for You're yourself. Like, I was there, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Look, even even when I launched Thunderflix, no one. I think some people said, "Oh, concerts will never go away. Don't try to take my concert experience." I'm like, dude, what are you talking about? Everyone goes to concerts, and there's no there's no supplement, right? No. You can't substitute a concert ever. But how cool it is to watch a concert live and a few days later watch it on your on your home and in your TV in a nice stereo and look for from yourself the comfort of your couch yeah or and not. look and look for yourself in the crowd I mean let's face or it or just relive the experience even if it's not the day that you were there like it's a it's a good feeling to go back to that like yeah dude oh, I I know I understand it I love it yeah 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 no it's it's not the same but you know we, uh, something we want to do in thunderflix is be able to stream some festivals live oh, so that's amazing we, yeah because you know um i think Wacken and help us do them with uh but uh, you know i think uh, magenta which is a company that is part of the european cultural the eu cultural department and they have all this money and they just give it to them so they they, they stream it and they spent all the money doing that, which is great. And then there's, uh, there is Hellfest who does it too. I mean, they don't do all of the bands, right? They have a special streaming lineup. But I, I want to do that with a, a few festivals in the not-too-distant future. Oh, that's awesome. Like, that's, that's amazing. I mean, it sounds like you just really have some amazing, you know, plans coming up. I mean, it's... 
I mean, it's a really exciting time to be a metalhead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, I I was going to say, I like how you do, how you have the the category separated out in the in the app as well, like by label, you know, by live show, by documentary, and then you have some kind of lateral, you know, you know music related movies. I mean, it's, it's, it's a really good setup. I mean, it's, there's, there's a little bit of something for everybody in that, in the app. Yeah. And we are waiting. I think one of the first things we're going to do in 2024, we're going to add another way to categorize, which is like, you can search by power metal, black metal, death metal so we're gonna try to break them into genres as well oh nice oh, that's awesome yeah that's so awesome. you can just I think go you have and a say, great oh, platform I-, I think you have a great platform i love it i will share it and keep pushing for you because I thank you this. really appreciate it it's uh very nice to hear that really really thank you yeah i mean we'll share it on the on the podcast yeah. page as well as much as we can and i mean it's just we're, we're really excited about it it's, i mean we're metal beer and bullshit so metal comes first you know what yeah. i mean like <laughs> everything else is second and third so i i love that right right and i hope that, i love i love i, I love the, beers too so. no i'm sorry go ahead i'm just saying i love the beers as well so yeah okay. and, and you've got some good ones out in la i used to come out there pretty often there was one in west hollywood that i used to go to all the time and the name's escaping me but there were some damn good in breweries. west hollywood yeah oh yeah i, I like angel city Angel City IPA is a good one. That's one of my favorites here. Oh, nice! I'm gonna. I'll look it up. I'll tell you who it is. Like, they're they were a really awesome brewery. What's your favorite type of beer? If you if you had one, then you can recommend to people. Oh, I'm I'm boring. I, I like like Fat Tire. I'm very happy with Fat Tire. <laughs> All right. What what and, is that beer? And, I have no idea what that is. Fatire used to be like a, you know, like a craft beer, but I think it was purchased by Anhauser or one of the big ones. So now you can find it everyone. It, it's it's a lager. It's like uh, you know Stella. All right. It has a bit more depth into it. So good. Uh, like you, I like you coffee stuff as well. You can drink it like all the time, kind of softer. Yeah. 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 yeah it's not super heavy on alcohol percentage, and it's not you know it has the, the flavor is. Like a lager, but uh, refined to a degree. Yeah, yeah. No, not much like fruity aftertaste, like you know, like a, a blue moon or something that would have the orange or whatnot. But uh, yeah, I mean, I see the the events that they, they do in Philadelphia with like metal and beer festivals, and it's like, whoa, this is serious stuff. Oh yeah, yeah like decibel. Yeah, decibel does some, and then they they really pull in the good breweries too. Yeah, I love yeah, crazy yeah. beers, bro. I hate beer. Yeah, but I love, <laughs> and I always explain it to people. I'm like, I don't like beer. They're like, why are you on a fucking podcast? It's metal beer and bullshit. I'm like, because I love like beer. That's I'm like the opposite. I want to drink one beer a night, maybe two, but it has to be like a good 15, 16 percenter. So I can oh, only wow. drink two and be like, I'm good for the night. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to drink <laughs> like six beers, eight beers. Like, I I don't want to drink drink. I just want to have a good beer and relax and be like, I'm good with one, or maybe two. So that's my thing. Sean's on the other hand, is different. He'll drink like 16 one percenters or 32.5 percenters. He likes drinking <laughs> beer. 
Yeah, I like I like getting. I like getting bloated. <laughs> but beer is not in, my uh, <laughs> In England, when we had the festival at the Bloodstock, we didn't have beers until like 5 p.m. We made sure we were drinking a lot of water and coffee and stuff. And then once 5 p.m. passed, we were like, okay, let's start with a beer. And then it was like 1 in the a.m. And we realized we each drank like eight beers. Drinking beer in England, I don't know what it was, and I don't know if it was the percentage or if it was because we were working or the sun or the height or the weather, but we we didn't feel drunk. We just drank like eight beers from, I mean, yes, it was like during six, seven hours, maybe like one beer per hour, but still, I would think that eight beers from 5 p.m. to 1 a.m. would get you somehow drunk, but it wasn't, it didn't. Now, it's there's something in the water over there. Like it mm. just turns you into an alcoholic. I, 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 I don't know what it is. I used to live there, and I'm telling you, like I could just drink so much more there than I could here. I, I don't know what it was. So you drink it, and then you're like, "Whatever, dude, I'm good." Yeah, it's like it's like a superpower you get when you when you're over there. You can just drink like a fish. That's usually rum. Rum does that to me. <laughs> like. Mm. Um, I, I, I don't know. There's, I don't have much more to, to, to ask. Do you have the only thing I want to ask is this important question. When yes. your channel, which I know it will becomes incredibly awesome and powerful and great. Will you still come back on and have another podcast with us? Oh, of course. With pleasure. And more so if you are with your nice wishes to make this super, as you say, big and powerful and <laughs> no we, and we yeah. love your channel bro. no you're I, gonna i'm be. gonna it's push good. your channel as much as i can and i will always advocate for any anything metal because i love it as much as you love it i'm sure and you are creating something that i love so to me it's like a no-brainer i mean you came out the gate amazing and i it's just gonna continue to grow and get better it's it's awesome yeah so i appreciate you and we appreciate your channel and we will push for you and, uh, oh man! Thank you so much. If you if you're ever in in LA, let us know so we can uh, get some beers and, and go watch a show or something. So thank oh, you absolutely! For that. Without even thinking twice, bro. I appreciate it. Yeah, if you hang on for a second when we're done here, we'll wrap this up. And you know, yeah. so thank you very much for coming on. We we appreciate it. Like I can't even tell you how much we appreciate. Please it. subscribe to Thunderflix, please. Yes, people find it anywhere you go. It's incredible. Thank you. And thank you, Samuel. Thank you.